Welcome to the Boss Level. My name is Enigma. I am your host and evil supervillain. Hope you're having a great week. If it's your first time here, I'm a 15-year industry veteran. I am a lifelong gamer. I am a game console collector and a part-time streamer. So happy Monday to you. Hope you're doing well. This is my Italy episode. As you are uh, listening to this, I am currently in uh, Italy on vacation. Uh, it's my first time my girlfriend and I have gone on vacation since before the pandemic. And to be completely honest with you, we are both ready to, to go. So uh, we left on the 31st and uh, I will obviously uh, not be on. I was not on this last weekend because we were, we were in Italy, but I do plan on being on the Sunday we get back, which would be the 10th. Uh, we will be back in the country on the 8th. But uh, I don't think I'll be on that Friday night. We'll go over my schedule here uh, in a little bit. But we're currently in Italy, as, as you're listening to this, having a good time, eating some Italian food, uh, hopefully not getting too fat, <laughs> at least on my account. Uh, I, I know I will, uh, I've, I've joked about that. They're going to need a cargo plane with the netting to uh, get me to back into the United States. I certainly hope that's not the case. But I know we are, we're going to have a great time seeing some sights and all that sort of th thing. I've never been to Europe before. Uh, this will be my first time, and uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. So I'm taping this episode a couple weeks early. I'm taping this on Sunday, August 20th, probably about uh, 2.30 in the afternoon. So uh, if I'm not talking about anything that's going on lately in the gaming news or something like that, and you're like, how can Enigma not talk about this? It's because I taped this a couple weeks early, okay? And, and I will get caught back up on the news and such when I get back into the country. And my following podcast will uh, probably cover some of that stuff. In fact, that's, I need to tape a podcast the weekend we get back, quite frankly. But but uh, that's uh, that's why, you're, if, if you're wondering why I'm not talking about something more recent, you know, in the news, I try to do, cover news here. That's that's the reason why. So uh, we ha I'm going to talk about something near and dear to my heart today. And we'll get into that right after our good housekeeping stuff here. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. First of all, as I said, I am a part-time Twitch streamer. You can find me at Evil Enigma. That also happens to be my uh, Twitter handle. It is at Evil Enigma. You can find me there. Uh, I'm very active on Twitter usually. In fact, if you're following me on Twitter right now, and since we're on it, at, we're uh, on vacation, you might be seeing some vacation photos. I don't know what of yet because I haven't taken them yet. But uh, I did have some of my friends say, hey, why don't you share some of the stuff you guys are doing and pictures and things like that while you're, while you're there? And I thought, oh, it might not be a bad idea. So, so check me out on Twitter. If you're not doing that already, you can see some of the places that we are and what we're doing over there uh, in Italy. Uh, so that there, I'm always active on, on Twitter. That's where I let people know where I am and what I'm doing. But uh, I do stream on Friday nights and Sunday mornings. Friday night, usually between 9 to 9.30 Central Standard Time, 9 to midnight, about-ish. I do stream for three hours at a time. So if I'm not on till 9.30, I'll stream till 12.30. That's just the, the way that... Uh, the way that it works, uh, but but uh, you, usually it's and I live outside of Chicago, so it's Central Standard Time. On Sunday mornings, it's usually between between 9 a.m. and noon. Again, it's I stream for three hours, a, a little bit here over, a little bit less every once in a while, but for the most part, it's a three-hour stream. So if I'm a little late. I will stay a little late. If I am a little early, I might leave a little early. It depends on how well the stream is going. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like the, my stream today on the 20th, the Sunday morning, was a pretty good stream. And I was in the middle of uh, some, some storylines in Final Fantasy 16, and I stuck around for about 15 minutes longer because I needed to finish up uh, you know, those, the side missions I was doing. And so uh, right now I have been streaming Final Fantasy 16. Uh, again, I'm, this is 
I still have a weekend to go of streaming before. I don't know how close I am to completing the game because it is a blind playthrough. But uh, we will see what I play when I when I get back. I might continue doing Final Fantasy 16 if we're if we're still uh, still doing that because I do want to beat that game. But uh, Starfield's coming out. I'd like to do that. And uh, one of my friends approached me about possibly doing some online collaborations with maybe some Borderlands or Diablo. And she's a dear friend of mine, and 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 me, her friendship means a lot. To, and she's really trying to help me get a little bigger, and that's just just wonderful. So stay tuned to my Twitter channel at Evil Enigma for that, my Twitter uh, handle, and then follow me on Twitch as well. I'm at Evil Enigma there. Drop by and say hi. Let me know what you're into. I do like to converse with people. I do like to get to know folks. I do pride myself on being one of the easier people to talk to in streaming, from what I understand. I don't put myself on a pedestal, and you know everyone's got their own opinions and, and all that good stuff. I don't try to, to look down on anyone's opinion. I might not agree with it, but that doesn't necessarily mean I make you feel stupid for having it. So you can find me on Twitch and Twitter. I'd appreciate that. Now, that being said, I am a member of Team Dragonfire as well as a content creator for the Kindred Knights. And we have our own line of hot sauces over at KindredNations.com. That's Kindred Nations. Take out the letter E in Kindred. Put the number three in because that's the way you kids spell things these days. And you can look at our long line of hot sauces that are over there. Uh, we have a lot of stuff available. Uh, personally, I'm a big fan of the night sauce. That's really good. I like the honey garlic fire. I like that as well. And I've, I've been finding different applications to put them in. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a can of baked beans for dinner with some pork, pork that I had made. And, I, and, uh, anyone who knows me and knows my, my, uh, dining habits knows I do not care for baked beans. A lot of the time I really don't. But, uh, I made them cause they were different and I just thought, oh, we'll do this. And it was, it was a pretty good can of beans, but I went ahead and, and, uh, put some honey garlic fire on there and it really brought up the, uh, the, 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 the flavor of those things. I did, it didn't just, didn't feel like I was eating pure sweetness. There was actually some, some depth of flavor there. There was garlic, there was some, some, some spice. And I really liked that. Uh, another thing is last night, uh, here in the household, we made some very, with some, uh, fresh crab cakes that were great. And I had uh, bought a jar of remoulade sauce because I didn't want to make my own again. I do make a remoulade uh, that's, that's pretty decent. But uh, the problem with it is, is that when I make it, we tend to throw a lot of it away because the, the recipe I have calls to make a big batch of it. And we don't eat crab cakes enough to really <laughs> use that much. So, Because uh, we only make crab cakes maybe once every six months or whatever. But we, so I had this jar of, of uh, remoulade I bought from the store. And my girlfriend likes it, but she does not like spicy stuff. So she liked the, the zest of it and all that. It was a zesty little sauce. And I thought, you know what would be really good with this? And I took some of the night sauce and stuck it in there and stirred it up. And, and it made the, it was just great. It was a great remoulade at that point to me. So so I, I'm like finding these different applications to put these things on. Grizzly's Bacon uh, Berserker Sauce. I put that on cheap pizza. It just makes it just adds flavor to, 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 to bad pizza. It's, it's just good. So go over there and check out the line of hot sauces that we have over there. See what they, uh, see what anything that floats your boat. And if you do find something, do yourself a favor. Use my code Enigma, E-N-Y-G-M-A. You'll get 10% off your order. And that what really goes and helps me out. Uh, recoup some of the costs it takes to have a setup for streaming and recording podcasts. Because uh, anything that I can do is to, to recover some of that would be would be great. Not that I wouldn't already have video games because I'm a lifelong gamer. But uh, you know, having this nice microphone, having a I had to replace my ring light this week because I broke my old one, a cheap one I bought from Amazon. You know, I, I just really. Uh, 
would love to be able to do more of this and, and maybe even do it for a living. Only way that's going to happen is this, if uh, I can make a little bit of money at doing it. So last thing up for grabs is that because I am a member of team Dragonfire, we are trying to become, I think we are partnered with GlitchEnergy.com. At least we're on our way to be go check out GlitchEnergy.com. That's G L Y T C H energy.com they have a long list there of supplements they have a lot of great flavors of energy drinks the tubs of uh, powder energy drinks and things like that uh, personally for me i'm a big fan of the revive line because i'm not supposed to drink energy drinks there's too much caffeine in them for me so but the revive line is zero sugar zero calories and uh, zero caffeine i have some really good flavors there in particular the blackberry lemonade is amazing it's my favorite uh, flavor. It's one of my favorite drinks. I drink it all the time at work. Just uh, have a shaker bottle, stick a little bit of that powder in there, go fill it up with some water, shake it up, and it's a it's a great, uh, great treat there. If you do go over to the site and find some stuff that you want, do yourself a favor. Use the code DRAGONXFIRE for 15% off your order. And uh, do, you know, that'll be, that goes to help us become more ingratiated to, uh, to uh, glitch energy and they, they like us a lot when that happens and it goes and helps us out we're a small team we're trying to make our way in the world and and you know endorsements and all that good stuff they really help so anything that you guys can do to help us out with that i would appreciate that and of course you can always tag me on social media if you if you get anything from kindred nations or if you get anything from glitch energy tag me if you use the code and i will gladly show that to everybody i know and That'll probably start a train of people sharing that out to everyone they know as well. So do do that. I would greatly appreciate that. All right. So thank you for listening to my good housekeeping stuff. I know it can be kind of a pain, but to be completely honest, that is the currency of the world today. And, and with creation, with doing things online, is that you need endorsements and you need to have uh, something. You know what I mean? It's not just can't get by just by saying, you know, saying, hey, I'll plug your stuff. You know, you get endorsements through that. So. And quite honestly, as I've said before, and I will say it again, I do not endorse anything that I don't personally use or personally like. So everything that uh, I say is 100% true. I'm not reading an ad when I do that. That is off the top of my head. I really do use the sauces on baked beans and cheap pizza and things like that. And it, uh, I, I, if I didn't believe what I'm saying, I wouldn't say it. So uh, anything that uh, I say on here when I'm endorsing something is because I've used the product and I like the product. And I will flat out tell you that I am completely honest in everything that I say. All right. So uh, I do appreciate you guys listening to that. And if you can help us out by using our codes, you know, my code Enigma over at Kindred Nations and then the uh, Dragon X Fire over at Glitch Energy, that would be absolutely great. Okay. So let's move into the main event. Now, as I said, I'm recording this early, so uh, we're not covering any news today. There's really no news that, I, that I'm aware of because I don't have a time machine. I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. So <laughs> we're going to talk about some retro stuff today, and we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is the, some NES professional wrestling games. Uh, now, video games and professional wrestling go together like peanut butter and jelly, as far as I'm concerned. You have big colorful characters that are like superheroes they do flashy moves they wear flashy outfits they have cool rock and roll music and all you know and all that stuff when they come out uh it's to me they just go together really really well and uh there have been wrestling games around uh, in video games for a very long time and i know that they existed long before the nes but uh, the nes is where i cut my teeth on a lot of wrestling games and I mean, they were in the arcades. You could always go to the arcades and find wrestling games there. But the truth of the matter is, is that arcades were there to 
take your money. They were there to get you off, to put you put your quarter in, you play, you get your butt kicked, you get off so you could make room for the next person to put their quarter in to get their butt kicked next. Uh, NES and home consoles are different. They're not trying to get you off. They're trying to keep you on. That's <laughs> so it's the exact opposite way of uh, developing a game is that instead of trying to, to get you to die, they're trying to get you to stick around and, and, and play more. So uh, wrestling games became more about... Uh, trying to keep you to playing them and how, how are they going to do that and there and the NES the Nintendo Entertainment System which came out in the 80s has a big long list of, of uh, wrestling games for them and and uh, before we we get into any specific ones I need to go on a little bit of an explanation uh, I know that when I did my Tech Mobile episode I talked about the fact that the players union uh, and the NFL license were a very big deal well the same thing applies to professional wrestling however it's a little different and not completely different but a little different uh, some players professional players and in, in sports game and sports leagues become so big that they do find themselves wanting a bigger cut of the pie once uh, if they're in a game for instance Michael Jordan was often not in NBA video games because he his name required a lot more of uh, money quite frankly because people wanted to play as Michael Jordan he was the best player in the league for a long time uh, and he's the greatest player I've ever seen play the game. And as, so he wanted a little bit more. And a lot of companies weren't willing to pay him. So instead of Michael Jordan being in the game, they would have some dude uh, for the Chicago Bulls, probably wearing 23, might be, you know, uh, John Jones or, or, or Joe Blow or John Doe or Mr. Cardholder or whatever. But they would have someone there in, in the place of Michael Jordan. Same thing with Shaquille O'Neal. He got so big from the game because he was such a pop icon a pop culture icon being seven foot and and being a huge guy that he wanted a little bit more of of uh, the money when it came down to video games so if you look at nba jam he was in a couple versions of nba jam but he wasn't uh, later on because he, he required a little bit more money well wrestling can go the same route that being said it really depends on the wrestler and the contract Wrestlers are what we call independent contractors here in the United States, which means they're not employees of the companies they work for. If we talk about WWE, we're going to talk a lot about WWE today when it comes to this because they're the gold standard of, of wrestling companies. In WWE, uh, Hulk Hogan was never an employee of WWE. He was an independent contractor for WWE. Vincent Kennedy McMahon owned his uh, contract for a certain amount of time to where so he could negotiate uh, Hogan being in movies and television shows and in games and, and, and toys and posters and t-shirts and the whole nine yards but Hogan never was an employee of the WWE and the same thing applies today to the guys you watch on television now Roman Reigns is not an a, a employee of WWE he's an independent contractor and he will be there until his contract runs out and then he will either leave or sign another extension and and do his thing there but the truth is is that uh, if you are an employee of a company especially one like WWE there are certain benefits that come with being an employee uh, many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about uh, retirement, 401k. We're talking about all this stuff. And and uh, wrestlers don't have that. They basically, they make a lot of money, 
but they need to handle their own business. They get their own health insurance. They get their own 401ks. They own savings stuff. Uh, they, they pay their own taxes. They don't have, the, the company does not hold out taxes from their withholdings. They have to file every quarter with the, with the IRS the same way that uh, anybody else would, quite, quite frankly, except with most people with it being an employee of a company, the company holds out our taxes already and pays them for us. So we don't have to worry about it until the end of the year when we all file for, with the IRS. And in, 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 I'm talking about in the States here, of course, United States, in uh, April. It's, it's, uh, we get our tax returns in April, and then we find out if we owe or if the government owes us. Uh, wrestling is a little different. Wrestlers, since they're independent contractors, need to do their taxes every quarter, and they need to pay their taxes. Otherwise, guys, if you look online, there's a lot of wrestlers that have been in a lot of trouble with a lot of taxes, and that's because they never bothered to pay their taxes on their stuff. They'd get a check, they'd put it in the bank, and then they'd go crazy and buy whatever the heck they wanted. Well, so with independent contractors being like that, it comes down to whatever is in their their personal contract with the company that they have. For instance, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan was a big deal back in the 80s. Very big deal back in the 80s. I'm willing to bet and guess that his face being on the cover of a wrestling video game carried a little more uh, uh, weight behind it than, say, the Honky Tonk Man. And no disrespect to, to uh, the Honky Tonk Man, but the truth of the matter is, is that when, when people wanted to play a wrestling game, it wasn't because the Honky Tonk Man was in it. It was because they wanted to play as Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or Andre the Giant or someone like that. Uh, getting those licenses, though, again, is not cheap. Just like with the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball, those licenses are difficult are not difficult to get. They're difficult to afford because, obviously, if you are releasing a game... Uh, that is a wrestling game, and you have Hulk Hogan on the cover back in the 80s, that's going to immediately draw people's attention. Fans' attention are going to go, hey, that's my guy. That's Hulk Hogan. I really want to see that game. As opposed to if you make a good wrestling game or just a wrestling game and you put some dude on the cover wrestling another dude, if there's no correlation to the character, you might not even look at it twice. It comes down to the fact that license was everything. The game was about the IP. So, uh, and I, of course, I, again, I'm a old wrestling fan from back in the day. Anyone who knows me knows that uh, I uh, watched wrestling a lot as a kid. My brother and I, we, were, we moved something like 11 times before I graduated high school. So the only things I had that were consistent in my life were video games and professional wrestling. So uh, we, we watched a lot of wrestling. And then back in, the, we were stopped watching in the in the 90s and then Hulk Hogan turned heel in the in the uh, mid 90s I think it was 96 he turned heel 96 97 and all of a sudden we were hooked again because we hadn't seen Hogan as a heel so we watched uh, wrestling for a very long time I, I don't watch it as much now every once in a while if I'm in here by myself and and you know my girlfriend's out of town or something and it's on TV I might give it a watch but uh, I, I don't keep up with it as much as I used to quite frankly and uh that's fine. There's nothing wrong with people who like it or, or don't like it. I, the big argument against wrestling for a long time when you tell people you're a wrestling fan is to say, you know, it's fake, right? And I just look at them and go, yeah, don't you watch Seinfeld? Seinfeld's fake too. It's There's no difference between Seinfeld and WWE programming. It's just a different audience for it. Uh, every, every Television is all scripted like that for the most part. Even the reality shows are scripted to a point, or at least to a point. 
but the truth is, is that uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. So whenever or I was a big fan, so I really wanted to play some, some wrestling games. And there were a lot of good wrestling games, or a lot of wrestling games on the NES. And some were good, and some were, were mediocre. There were some licensed games. We had, uh, you know, WWF WrestleMania. WWF and WWE is the same thing for the record. Uh, basically, the WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, sued WWF, World Wrestling Federation, for their use of the rights of those letters in the UK, and uh, they won. So WWF changed their name worldwide to WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, instead of World Wrestling Federation. So when I say WWF, it's basically the same thing. Uh, there were some, some uh, I think, four licensed wrestling games on the NES. I think it was like WrestleMania, and there was King of the Ring, and Steel Cage Challenge, or something like that. I don't remember. Three or four games on there. But we're, the one I wanted to talk about would have been the first one, WrestleMania. Uh, and it is as much to do with wrestling as Mega Man is to do with wrestling. It's, it's not a wrestling game. It's really more of a, a punch-and-kick kind of game. Uh, it, the people who made it really didn't know anything about wrestling, at least from what I can tell. A lot of the moves barely resembled what they were supposed to. Uh, the, and the wrestlers themselves, they, you know, they were all real wrestlers. They were all professional wrestlers in WWE, but they didn't do their finishing moves. Uh, well, Bam Bam Bigelow did his cartwheel, and Macho Man could do his elbow drop, but everybody else did, <coughs> did not have... Uh, their their finishing moves. It had the music in there and everything, but if you if you watch, you know, I, I'm just going to use Hulk Hogan as an example here. Uh, his drop kick that he did in the game was more of a jump kick from Double Dragon. Furthermore, anyone who watched Hulk Hogan wrestle knows he didn't do drop kicks. So it's uh, and that's not a uh, something that that is unique to that game. I've, I've seen other better wrestling games where they have Hogan doing a drop kick, a real drop kick, and it's like, Hogan can't do a drop kick. But uh, it was just not a very good game. It really was not. It only had, I think it was at six wrestlers, wasn't it? It was Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Andre the Giant, Bam Bam, Honky Tonk Man, and uh, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man had all the six guys that did have their their music the guys who had music so you you would hear real american with when when hogan was in the ring you'd hear honky tonk man's music when he was in the ring uh and macho man's music as well pomp and circumstance you'd hear that when he was in the ring as well it, it's it, it's not the worst game i've ever played quite frankly i mean it's it's not it's it's a game it does you know you understand the rules when you play it but it's not a good wrestling game there's not a lot of wrestling moves uh, the only real wrestling move you do is some sort of body slam that I remember anyway. Everything else was a was a series of punches and kicks and things like that. It just it just was not a very well executed game, and the reason why people remember it is because exactly we were we were just talking about is the IP. It was the first WWF wrestling game. It was the first game on the NES that had Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man and Andre the Giant in it, and that was something that we really really uh gravitated to we wanted i can remember seeing it at the rental store and going oh i really want to play this and i would i got it home and realized okay this game sucks there's a lot better wrestling games out there some we were going to talk about today but uh wrestlemania was was it, it's it's not that it's good it's it's not good and it but it, if i were giving it a rating between one and ten it would probably be like a four it's it's just not a really great game but there are far worse games you could play the other licensed game I want to talk about is uh, WCW World Championship Wrestling, 
And uh, this is an interesting game because it was initially for uh, another wrestling promotion in Japan. A Japanese company made it for the Japanese. And when it was brought over here, they decided to use an American wrestling company, which was WCW, World Championship Wrestling. The competitor, the prime competitor to uh, WWF at the time. So instead of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, you had Ric Flair, you had Rick Steiner, you had uh, Sting, you know, the Road Warriors, guys like that were in that game. And uh, as far as wrestling games go, it actually resembles a wrestling game a little more. It's unique in a little in a way because the the way that you you do your your maneuvers and you can select different maneuvers. Uh, the only real knock to it is if you're a fan at all and you go, oh gosh, there's Ric Flair. I want to play as Ric Flair, and you select Ric Flair. Uh, his finishing move would might not be. Uh, what you see on TV, they would because it was a basically they took off some dude's head and put Flair's head on it uh, on the the thing. It might just he might do some sort of body slam or some sort of suplex or something as his finishing move. So there was a lot more wrestlers in it as well than the six that were in WrestleMania. Is it better than WrestleMania? I would say probably, but not by a whole lot. You know, I, I know that might hit some people wrong because I know there's a lot of fans of that game, but I would probably give that like a five. Out of 10, perhaps, maybe a 6 on a good day. It's not horrible. It just really is just kind of there. The strength in the NES Wrestling Library comes from its unlicensed games. It's games that used uh, just made-up wrestlers, you know. And the first one I remember ever playing uh, was a game called Tag Team Wrestling. And I played it first in the arcade. And it did come to the NES, Tag Team Wrestling. And you would have your tag team, and then there would be the the bad guy tag team, the heel tag team you were fighting. And and uh, this is something that, that I don't know a lot of people realize or, or understand. Maybe they understand, they don't know. But if you're a Homestar Runner fan, a Homestar Runner webcomic that's been around for a very long time, uh, the name of the heel tag team and tag team wrestling is the Strong Bads. And one of them looks very similar to Mr. Strong Bad, the Homestar's nemesis. So I always found that to be funny when it's like his name is Strong Bad. And I, was, and I remember saying, like, from tag team wrestling. But uh, it's the game is a little difficult because it's a striking game first, and then you select from a menu the moves you want to do. And uh, it be, the best moves are obviously later on in, in your menu. So you want to, the, the weaker the guy, the more time you have to select a move that you want. Well, you might have a dozen moves to go through in that menu or two dozen moves. You want to have as much time to select your good stuff at the end, but you might not be able to do it and have time. And then you lose uh, the ability to, to hit them again. And then they hit you and hit you with something pretty nasty. So... I remember playing it a lot as a kid. I, I did like it, but it was one of those kind of things where I think I liked it because I didn't have anything else to play. It's not like now where you just go, geez, I have all these games. And uh, back then it was games were expensive and uh, renting them once a week. So if I rented a game from the video store, uh, I had a whole weekend to play it. And I remember playing Tag Team Wrestling. It's okay. It's another one of those probably five out of ten sort of things. It's It's fine. I don't think it would be the kind of game that I would say this is where this is all where wrestling games are. You know that not really. Uh, it, it's okay. It's quite, it's quite okay. Uh, the last two wrestling games I really want to talk about are also unlicensed, but these are excellent wrestling games. Excellent wrestling games. Just if if you're a a fan of of gaming, period, uh, these are really good. The first one I would talk about is Tecmo World Wrestling. Now. 
Uh, Tecmo is the name of a company. They made Tecmo Bowl from a couple weeks ago when we talked about Tecmo Bowl. Uh, they had a sports division for a little while. They had Tecmo Basketball and Tecmo Baseball and, and all that. They did try to make a, a run at making sports games the way that Electronic Arts does. And wrestling was one of those things. And their wrestling game, Tecmo World Wrestling, was excellent. And I'm talking like probably an 8 out of 10. It was really, really good. It had a lot of wrestlers, and it had uh, uh, each wrestler was very different. You could train between matches to uh, get either stronger or, or recover faster, you know, from damage, you know, things like that. You could, you could do different types of training. Uh, you would select your wrestler, and and they would have different maneuvers, different different uh, strengths and weaknesses. It was just uh, they did that really well. And what I really liked about it as well is that there was a wrestling announcer, and he was always on the bottom part of the screen, and he would actually call out the moves as you were doing them. Uh, and, and I always thought that was a nice touch uh, to the game. And uh, if you once you got to a part where you're doing your finishing move, it would actually do a like a cutscene for you to, to see what it looked like up close for your wrestler to do, you know, their, their, their finishing move that uh, was defined at the beginning of the match it being, you know, when you selected your wrestlers, what's their finishing move? They would show you, Oh, it's the giant swing. And it would, you'd show the guy, show the guy doing the giant swing. Uh, the only real knock to it is, and, and this is just me is that, uh, when I remember playing it and I'm not played it in decades, but I, when I played it, I remember that you couldn't do, your most powerful moves, unless you took damage. You're, the guy you were fighting uh, could do his moves, but if if you were if you had like all your health and you were whipping his butt, you never could do your finishing moves. So that always kind of bothered me about it. But it's 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 a really good game. It's really well done. There's a lot of moves. There's a lot of uh, wrestlers to choose from. Uh, it's it's just really well done, and I can't really recommend that enough. I would say it's the best wrestling game on the NES, but the one I'm going to talk about next here is one that's even more uh, popular because of the legacy behind it. And uh, I should say the legacy ahead of it, uh, not behind it, the legacy ahead of it. And that is, just simply put, the name Pro Wrestling. Pro Wrestling was a black box NES game from early on in the in the. 80s. Uh, it only featured, I think, six wrestlers, right? There was only yeah, a handful of wrestlers in the game. But the mechanics were spot-on perfect. There was grappling. There was striking. You could throw the guy out of the ring. You could dive out of the ring. You could go on the top rope. Uh, every wrestler had a different move set for the most part with different finishing moves and different uh, different uh, uh, ways of, of, of working a guy down. You know, you had your luchador, the star man, who you could uh, run off the ropes and hit him with a flying forearm or the cro flying cross chops, like was what they called it. But uh, you could uh, you could do that instead of worrying about grappling and, wor and work your opponent down that way. Otherwise, you had like, like King Slender, the guy who could do the backbreaker, which was the easiest finishing move to do in the game. Um... Other other wrestlers like uh, you know Ken Corn Karn was a martial artist, so he could do martial arts kicks and punches. They were hard to get used to do, uh, quite frankly, to do them. They were very hard to hit, especially that chop. But uh, at least you know it was different. The Amazon would break the rules. He's got a wrench in his in his tights. He hits you with the wrench. He bites your head. Things like that. The crowd would uh, cheer with the baby faces uh, of, of finishing moves when they would do them, their signature maneuvers. So, you know, if King Slender would do his backbreaker, you'd actually hear the crowd roar from that. 
and and the game also worked in a in a way where you had to wear an opponent down. You couldn't just automatically go in and start pile driving a dude first thing. You had to work them down to where they could do that. If you tried to pile drive a guy uh, before he could, before he before he was ripe, before he was ready for it, before he was worked down, your guy would struggle and never get him up. If you try to suplex a guy who wasn't ready or brain bust him. They would hit you with the maneuver, so you you had to work them down. You had to to soften them up. You had to use your your smaller moves first, at least for the most part. You could still do your finishing moves, but you had to uh, really work your way into working your opponent down to uh, hit them with the big moves. You know, I, personally myself, I would always use King Slender. Uh, the backbreaker is done just by hitting the A button. So I would do three backbreakers, and then by that point, they were you could hit them with the pile driver, which the pile driver, to to my knowledge, is the strongest move in the whole game. Hit them with th- three backbreakers, three pile drivers, and then you can pin them. Uh, at least most opponents. The last uh, opponent you can't, but uh, I, I just that's how I would do things. And uh, you you'd work your way through the ranks. You'd fight the guys. You'd win the championship. Then you had to defend the championship against uh, against everybody, and and uh, I think there was like like I said six wrestlers, but uh, the the mechanics were really good. It was really well done. And then on top of all that, when you think of about it, the guy who the guys who were uh, made that game are still doing it today. They're still they're still making wrestling games today, and that's where the the Fire Pro Wrestling games come from. Uh, any one who's a, a wrestling fan and a video game fan will tell you about Fire Pro Wrestling. They've been around a long time. And they always have really good, fun wrestling games. Even and wrestlers like them too. That's that's the thing is is that they're really well done games, and and uh, the legacy is is there where you just go, wow, you can trace this all the way back to pro wrestling on on the NES. And and the funny thing is is that these these wrestling games still carry somewhat of a legacy today in in in, uh, in wrestling. If you if you've seen John Cena's T-shirts, he's had a couple of T-shirts that were directly ripped off of wrestling video games from the NES. I saw one that looked like the the pro wrestling uh, cover. It just had him on it instead. And I want to say there was one of him from the looks like the WrestleMania cover as well. Instead of Hogan, it was John Cena. So these wrestling games still carry a lot of weight with, with wrestlers and fans to this day. They still do. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, it's nothing wrong with that at all. Now, now the truth is if you want to play these games now, uh, a lot of them. I mean, obviously, you can get the games if you if you go into your local used game store that still carries NES games. Chances are you're going to find at least one of these games there. You know, a lot of them are not difficult to get their get get your hands on, especially the ones that weren't really good. I would be shocked if WrestleMania was not easy to find. It probably is. That being said, uh, these games will probably never be made available again, as far as the, the licensed ones anyway. Uh, and only sort of, of different platforms, obviously. Now, if you know where to look, wink, wink, you can download them and play them. And I'm not ever saying that's the right thing to do. But uh, when it comes to licensed games like that that will never be reissued again, I really don't see the problem with it, quite frankly, because there's no way that uh, WrestleMania is going to be released today uh, because the company who made it's out of business. Uh Wrestling contracts work very, very strangely. If uh, they decide they're going to reissue WrestleMania, the original WrestleMania, with the characters that are, were in it, all six of them, WWE is going to have to pay royalties to Hulk Hogan, uh, Macho Man's estate, Honky Tonk Man, Andre the Giant's estate, Bam Bam Bigelow's estate, and the Million Dollar Man, quite frankly, is that they would have to pay them in order to do that because that's how it works, is that if you're 
going to buy WrestleMania because you want to play as Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan's going to get a little bit of money out of it, regardless of things. So, so a lot of these these uh, license games you just never see again. And I, I've I've talked about it before, but quite frankly, I have a a soft spot in uh, when it comes to licensed games. I I know that a lot of licensed games from back on the NES and SNES and and Genesis and stuff were not the greatest games at all. I I know that full well. That being said, they're never going to be reissued. They're not. It's it's almost never will you see them reissued. Ninja Turtles. Uh, Calbunga Collection was the first time in a long time I've seen a licensed IP go back and and harvest their older games like this. Usually, it's we don't care about the old stuff. We only want new stuff. We want new stuff. But instead, Konami said, "Look, we have these Ninja Turtles games. Let's talk to Nickelodeon. We'll make it, put it out, and it was great." I'm like, I was totally in, on board with that. And and but with the same things that happen with these wrestling games. So your WCW wrestling and your uh, World Championship wrestling and and WrestleMania probably never see them again. They're probably gone. Uh, again, you, if you know where to look, you can download them. But uh, and I'm not saying you need to. You can go find the game somewhere, you know, at the, at the video store or at your local game store, the ones that sell used games. But um, you'll never, probably never see them again for download or, or, you know, like Switch Online or something like that. You'll, you know, PS4 store or anything like that. You'll probably never see that. Like 99.9% sure you'll never see that. Instead of, and with, and with the WWE, for instance, WWF. They don't want you to play the old game. They want you to play the new one. They don't want you to, to want to play as Macho Man. They want you to play as Roman Reigns. That's the whole point of it. So that is, uh, that's why you'll never see a lot of this stuff again, quite frankly. But the unlicensed stuff, you can. Uh, Pro Wrestling right now is available on the Nintendo Switch Online. It's one of the first games they put on there. And it's still great. It's still there. It's still it's 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 just really well done and, and you can still play it there. There's no Tecmo World Wrestling yet. There's no tag team wrestling, but they do have uh, they do have pro wrestling on there. So there is hope that you will be able to see uh, some more wrestling games come that are unlicensed coming to these these platforms. Now, once we get into the Super Nintendo, we're going to see some different wrestling games. There's going to be some improvements to the to uh, the to WWF games, quite frankly. Uh, we see some unlicensed stuff. We see some really interesting uh, changes, you know, to to certain IPs to become wrestling games. But uh, the truth is, is that the NES kind of paved the way for a lot of wrestling games to come out, and and there were some really good ones on there. There were a lot of crappy ones too. Don't get me wrong. I, we didn't even talk about the other WWF games that were better than WrestleMania, but that doesn't mean they were good. You know, <laughs> it was, they were just okay. But uh, the the truth is is um, you know, the, we, when it comes to the to to wrestling, that uh, you know it, they go together. Like I said earlier, with pe- like peanut butter and jelly, they really do. And uh, there, there's some really good stuff to go back and play. So if if you're a, a wrestling fan at all, or you really want to play something fun, load up your Switch online and you know the, the NES and check out pro wrestling and just go back and and realize when you're playing it how good the mechanics are to this day. Uh, it's simple. It's makes sense is how that game is set up as opposed to now when you play a wrestling game I'm not mentioning any names but I know you already know what I'm talking about they're so complicated that they're not fun anymore that's just they're they're way overly complicated and uh, pro wrestling was not that way it really was not and I would play pro wrestling now before I would play practically any of the other wrestling games that have been coming out at the time so that is my two cents on the whole thing uh, you know if, if you're a fan at all 
of, of the games, you know, feel free to uh, let me know online. I'd like to hear about it. There are some good arcade wrestling games. WWF had a couple of really good uh, wrestling games as well. WWF Superstars, I liked, even though they still had Hogan doing a dropkick. And then uh, the one that everybody remembers is WrestleFest. WrestleFest was one that uh, e- even today, if uh, you look at like Retro Wrestling Mania or whatever that game is, that game is basically uh, WrestleFest. The way it looks, the way that it plays and everything, it, it is WrestleFest. So uh, there's, there's a, a long legacy of wrestling games out there, and we know we're going to see more uh, wrestling games coming out you know, now they're all licensed now for the most part, and that's pretty much be just simply because the world's gotten smaller and you can't get away with the same stuff that they used to. Uh, a lot of the Fire Pro Wrestling games that I remember, they would have a guy with a bald head who wore black boots and black trunks with a black vest that that uh, hit a hit a stunner, but they couldn't call him Stone Cold Steve Austin. He would they call him something else, and uh, he he would, he would look a lot like Steve Austin, but. He wasn't. So you don't see a lot of that anymore now. It's it's all licensed stuff. People want to play as the real wrestlers. I know I just said real wrestlers. But uh, they, they want to play as people that are actually, they see on TV as opposed to made up for the most part. Every once in a while you'll see something really good come through. But mechanics are where it, it needs to be. Mechanics are where it's at. That's where we want to see good wrestling games where that makes sense, that you can do a, you know, the, the, the right moves and you can do them easily and you can have fun while doing it. So just my opinion. All right. So that's going to do it for my, my, I'm using the air quotes, bonus episode. It's not a bonus episode, but it's one I'm taping way early because, as I said, I'm on vacation right now as you're hearing this. So hope that uh, you have enjoyed it. Now, Let's go ahead and go over my schedule schedule before uh, I leave. Now, as I said, uh, as you're hearing this, I am in Italy, and I did not stream this last weekend. I did not stream on Friday night. I did not stream on Sunday morning because I am in Italy. This next weekend coming up, I get back into town, into Chicago, Friday night on the 8th. I will not... I'm like 99.99999% sure I'm not streaming that night. Like I'm, I have a feeling. I'm just be completely honest with you guys. I'm probably gonna go right to bed when we get back. We're gonna have to recover from jet lag and all sorts of stuff. So do not count on me being around on Friday the 8th of September. I will not be online. The following Sunday on the 10th. I do, at this point, plan on streaming. Whether it happens, we will see. It'll depend on the jet lag and all that. Please watch my Twitter account to uh, to see about that. I would tell you right now if I knew, but I don't know. It's going to really depend on how I feel, how the jet lag is, etc., etc., etc. I do plan on it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, game-wise, it'll also depend on, am I done with Final Fantasy 16, which I don't know yet, and if I am, then we're going to do Starfield, more than likely. Starfield comes out while I'm out, while I'm gone. I have to. Uh, I do have a limited edition pre-ordered, but I will be in Italy when it comes out, so I'm having it delivered to my parents, and I'll have to go pick it up from them the day after I get back, which I will do, no problem. But that is the plan right now. So watch my Twitter account if you want to see vacation photos and things like that. I might put them on Instagram as well. I need to get my Instagram back up and running. It's it's up, and I talk to people on it, but I don't ever post anything. I need to start doing that and try to grow that again. So if you want to uh, see more of my vacation, go to my Twitter account, at Enigma, 
And uh, that's also where you can keep up with me as far as what I'm going to be doing as far as streaming goes. I do post every time I go I go live. I let people know that I'm, I'm online. So that would be really cool. And, and interact with me. I would love to talk to you about your favorite games and things like that. And if you have any sort of uh, suggestions of topics you'd like to see me uh, talk about in later episodes, please feel free. As long as I have the ability to talk about it, I, I will talk about it if that's what you want to hear me talk about. Now, there are a lot of games out there I cannot talk about because I don't play them. For instance, Overwatch. Never played it. I have a copy of it for the PS4 right over there. Uh, I never opened it because I got it on a Black Friday sale. And uh, I found out after I bought it that it, it was an only an online competitive game. And I said, well, I'm the, then that's stupid. I'm not going to play it. Fortnite's another one. I have never played Fortnite. I'm not saying I'll never play Fortnite. Just right now, as I, as I record this, I've never played Fortnite. So if I tried to do an episode about Fortnite, it wouldn't be a very good episode because I wouldn't have a whole lot to talk about. Same thing with Apex. I've never played Apex. I don't. I don't do a lot of versus games. I don't. I don't like competitive uh, games like that. Quite frankly, I, I. I find it to. There's a lot of negativity surrounding those games, and I, I try to to steer clear of negativity. And uh, I, I play cooperative games all day long with people. I would. I love co-op games. So I'll play Diablo or I'll play Borderlands or something like that. But uh, when people say, hey, do you want to play Fortnite? It's like, uh, I, uh, hard pass. <laughs> I don't know. Not my kind of thing. Not my kind of thing. Not saying I'll never do it. You know, I, I did have I, a, a friend of mine. I do have a friend of mine who wants me to play with her at some point on Fortnite. Uh, but unfortunately, not unfortunately. I shouldn't say it like that. She's uh, She's got a lot of stuff going on in her life right now, in real life. And she hasn't been streaming a lot. She's not online a lot. So it's... Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not pushing anyone to do anything. But uh, as long as she's happy and safe is all that matters to me. And as long as you're happy and safe, that's what matters to me as well. That's uh, that's my whole mantra. So my Twitter account, of course, I do try to share funny stuff out. I do try to make people laugh. I try to make people smile. I like to make people feel good. Even if I'm not having a good day, I still want to try to make somebody else's day if I possibly can. Uh, because I'm, I tend to be an empath, and maybe that's, uh, and, and to a fault. That is something that I do to a fault, and it's something, one of those things I'm working on, where it's just, sometimes you can care too much, but the truth of the matter is, when it comes to uh, everybody you know, online that follows me on Twitter and, and, and uh, Twitch and has been there for me, it's, I, I, there's nothing wrong with being empathetic at all to, to folks that have been there for me and, and folks that are part of my uh, small community of, of, of uh gaming and all that and and quite frankly guys i I, i've said it a lot and i I just keep saying it gaming is one of those things i think that unites people from all over the world Uh, i know people from every corner of this planet uh through video games that's it's it's true it's 100 percent true i and and it's the kind of thing where you go you know what i don't get their way of life i don't get why they do this i don't get why they do that but I like playing with them. That's a good dude. That's a good girl. You know, good, good girl. Good lady. You know, uh, they're they're good. They're good people. You know, I don't understand the, why they live the way that they live, but I don't have to. As long as they're happy and they're safe, is all that matters. I mean, we can get together and, and and play games together or talk about games, and I think that's just absolutely great. I really do. So, we're going to call this episode right now before I start to ramble too much longer about whenever I possibly can. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter so you can see my vacation photos and things of that nature. 
Also, it'll be when uh, you can see when I'm going to be online and then all good stuff. Uh, I do plan on posting a podcast next week as well. As far as topic-wise, I have no idea because I'm recording this two weeks early. We'll see what happens. For all I know, you know, Sony will buy Nintendo while I'm gone, and then that's going to be a whole episode and a half there for, for to talk about that. But we'll see what happens. So do me a favor and, and, and follow me on those platforms, and uh, we'll you'll see what we talk about, you know, and hopefully I'll continue to get better at doing this. I do want to kind of change the format a little bit. Uh, Not that I want to change from talking about games, but I need to, I need to have some intro music or something like that. So I can have some, you know, be a little more, uh, you know, more polished, a little more polished of an episode. And just instead of me hitting record and talking for an hour and a half, you know what I mean? So, that is where we're going to go, guys. I, I, I really appreciate you joining me. I really do. I will talk to everybody soon. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you'll continue listening, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.